0: You're listening to Michael Easley in Context, and now your host, Dr. Michael Easley.
1: Welcome to In Context, where our goal is to help men and women understand God's Word and how it applies to our lives. We do this through two primary means, Bible exposition and interviews with men and women who are trying to live the Christian life in their context. During the month of September, we are looking at Scripture and having conversations with a variety of folks around the topic of strong marriages. Today on the broadcast, we have one of my oldest and closest friends, Robert White, and his wonderful bride, Liz. Robert and Liz have been Cindy's and my friends for over 30 years. We met in 1981 when Cindy and I were visiting a church in Dallas. We had just moved there and were looking to find a place to land for four years while I went to graduate school. And lo and behold, Robert and I became very close friends. Robert began his career in real estate development and property management. But before long, he was pulled into ministry and became a perpetual student. <laughs> he finished several degrees at Dallas Seminary and became a counselor. And he and Liz have evolved into having a ministry with many couples over all these decades. Currently, they're involved with a ministry called re And you'll learn more about that on today's broadcast. Robert and Liz White. We've known each other. Is it been thirty, thirty six years? Something like that. Yep.
2: We met you. You came into church, and I think we were greeting, and you two guys were just started seminary, and we grabbed you and. Ask you to take over our place in high school ministry. Let, let and, me uh, let
1: me tell that story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we come to church. We were it, desperate for somebody. It you were
1: had a pulse, yeah. So we come to this church. We're visiting these churches, and uh, and all of a sudden, you come up to me and you grab me because I got a pulse, and you say, uh, "Will you help with high school?" And I said, "I'm terrified of high school students." And um, we we're working in the nursery, and you said, "Oh, that doesn't take much time." And Next thing we know, you, you throw me into this den of teenagers who have no interest in you or me or Sunday school.
2: <laughs> they love you, Michael. They were ready for some fresh meat. <laughs> oh,
0: wow.
1: Let's talk about two, three themes that you look back on Robert and Liz White's marriage.
0: I would say we both grew up entitled. The Lord disciplined us through life circumstances. Hmm. Uh, it, it was a real journey of learning it's not all about me and what i think is best.
1: Did either of you have a, a model marriage idea from your family of origin or other people?
2: My dad's not here anymore, but i think he always seemed to think he knew better than my mom mm. and that was the basis of a lot of their difficulties. i never really knew what a scoffer was. You know i've talked about this before in proverbs. It talks about showing contempt. And disdain for opponents rather than graciousness and I think too much the time I've kind of seen Liz as an opponent Hmm. that I've got to fight and win and that's probably caused more tension in our relationship because then she doesn't feel loved when I become an opponent.
1: When um, friends of ours go through things and we all and you and Robert and Cindy and I have friends that go through trying to get perspective on that. You're going to fight. You're going to be mad at each other. You're going to draw closer together. All the rhythm and craziness of that. What, What would you say to somebody who's in the throes of it, and how do you give them hope of any kind?
0: I would stay in the present because God gave us grace not letting us in on how long it would be. In giving hope to someone at the very beginning, I would deal with their present issues and pray with them and love them and serve them because it, it would be overwhelming.
1: And, and for some, it ends the marriage.
0: Absolutely. By the grace of God, we are still married. Mm-hmm.
1: The very
2: process, the hard parts in your life are literally the things that are going to make you who you need to be, not the easy times.
1: When, when you look back again on that time frame, were there couples, friends, maybe Liz, a girlfriend, Robert, men you knew who stayed with you thick and thin through the whole craziness?
0: That has been probably the greatest gift that God has given us.
1: Because I know when Robert talks about hope and God and grace and God, we all, that's a baseline, right? We know that we know that. For Cindy and me, I would say sometimes it needs skin on it. You know, I've got to have somebody I can go absolutely, yeah, kvetch with and dump and say... What in the world am I doing? How am I going to survive this thing? And it, it you know, it, it doesn't have to be a counselor or psychologist or someone with the exact words. Sometimes it's just incidental. Sometimes it's just they were there. That's right. We'll, we'll we'll jump to reengage, Liz. You mentioned helping couples. You and Robert are involved with reengage, a ministry that started in a church in North Dallas that has exploded. Did you both want to get involved with this? Was one of you more interested than the other?
0: We were both interested because we were already involved in mentoring young couples and premarital counseling for couples. Robert was marrying couples. We jumped in to reengage because it seemed like the next step working on difficult marriages. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they needed folks who had already been in
2: the game. We went through all this testing for 25 or 30 years. So we want to use what we've been tested on. We gained hope, feel like we have some hope to offer them. Really, you were the one that got us involved in reengage when you called us and said, hey, I've got a couple and I want you guys to, to meet with them. You said, will you take them? And they came over at our house and they were difficult, Michael. They were really difficult. I was embarrassed to even have these folks share their story with my wife and we worked with them five or six times and as I usually do, I like to pawn off people to somebody for the long term work. And so we sent them to reengage. Lo and behold, a year later we found out these folks were just back in their marriage and had repented and really moved back towards one another. We thought, Hey, we gotta go see what mm. what we recommended. So we went back and, and got involved at that point. So thank you very much. <laughs>
1: What, what do you see trend-wise in these couples? Are there common issues?
0: First of all, they're all ages. We're not just talking about old couples, young couples. There are couples three years into marriage at 27. There are couples 30 years into marriage. There are couples that are separated and couples that are divorced. Nothing's new under the sun, but we do see so much what's best for me as an individual instead of what's best for
2: us as a couple. One thing I see is that couples are isolated in their problems. They see the other person as the problem. We ask them to draw a circle around themselves.
0: The idea of drawing a circle around ourselves as an individual within a marriage relationship, working on only what's inside that circle, you're the only person you can change.
1: The family life taught Cindy and me, you know, be the be the husband, the man, the father. God intends you to be regardless of your wife's response be the wife, mother, woman God intends you to be regardless of your husband's response. And that's hard for a lot of people to get to.
0: Yes, it's very counterculture.
1: What's the biggest threat to a young marriage today?
2: You know, the the strategy with kids is to kind of divide and conquer. One will take one job and one will take the other, but as a couple, we've seen them living separate lives Mm -hmm. and uh, they kind of move away from each other. So uh, I think trying to be a team,
1: Liz, how about you? What do you think is the biggest threat for a young couple today?
2: There's such
0: a lack of training and example. Most couples we see have no one they've been watching mm-hmm. and have so little understanding of what a successful marriage entails.
1: What's What's the worst piece of marriage advice you ever got?
0: The church, early on, gave me a bit of a wrong view of submission. Mm. And I worked at it because I so wanted to be that woman, that Proverbs 31 woman. But I realized I didn't understand it and that I was just performing. It wasn't a heart change. Mm
1: -hmm. That continues in a lot of churches today, unfortunately. Even from Genesis, the idea of helper, which is an unfortunate word in our language, the way we hear that, but the same word is used in the Psalms and even the word ebenezer, ebenezer, I need help. All my resources are shot. I go to the Lord for help. The Lord is not subservient to me. He's not submissive to me. I've expended my resources, and I need God's help. And that's the same term when he says he needed a suitable helper. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Let me ask you two final questions. One, what's the best piece of marriage advice you ever got?
0: You're the only person you can change. Okay. You go first.
1: Robert?
2: Forgive my spouse and and giving up the case that I have.
1: So at the end of the day, why does any married couple stay in it?
2: Just the fact that you asked that question is a little interesting because our society has taught us that doors are open for you. It's those doors that really keep us from moving back towards our spouse. Those doors can be our kids or another woman or plan B or seeking money, or just the idolatry of all the counterfeit gods that we have today.
1: I can't remember who said it, but the quote roughly goes, Marriage is a very long journey. Most people stop before they come to the first vista. And um, I think of Cindy's and my marriage, and many times we could have quit, walked away, given up, and no one would have been really that upset. And at the end of the day, now, for you, almost 40, for Cindy and me, 36 and counting— It's like the joy and the vistas we have seen. It's indescribable.
0: That's right. They keep coming. Yeah. (laughs) And they're coming more rapidly.
1: Final thought, Robert?
2: I would say that having somebody in your life, other than your spouse, who's with you in your marriage is pretty important. That's my big thing.
1: Well, I'm I'm a broken record, but God's word, God's spirit, God's people, apart from those three, we can't pull it off. You know We have to have the authority. We have to have his presence in our lives, and we've got to have people around us who will encourage us and correct us and love us through all the stuff of this wonderful, crazy life. <laughs> Robert and Liz White, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on In Context.
0: Thank you. Loved it, Michael.
1: For those of you married folks listening right now, I don't know where you are in your journey with your spouse, but can I encourage you to ask yourself, are you being the husband, are you being the wife that God intended you to be regardless of how your spouse is living. If you're not, I implore you to dig deep, to get some courage. Maybe you can talk to a pastor or even a counselor and certainly spend some time in prayer and in the Word of God. Marriage can be an extraordinary challenge. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but your marriage will be what you make it. More importantly, You'll have the confidence of being the man or the woman God wants you to be no matter your circumstance.
2: If you listen to our podcast on iTunes, would you take a minute to rate and review our show? We love reading your feedback, and this helps the show become more discoverable for
0: other listeners. Thanks again for listening.